Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What a difference a year makes. And what a crowning moment it is for the first-year starter, Jordan Love, who led them to this victory today and into the playoffs. The oldest rivalry in the NFL, but it's the same old story now for a number of years as the Packers beat the Bears for a tenth consecutive time. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. I'm here, by the way. I'm rocking out. And this isn't even my jam, but... Life. I do love pop music, though. Popular music. This falls in that category. Why are you taking... Robbie Triano's producing today. Why are you taking me somewhere early in the show? I'm supposed to be talking about the Bears. I'm already ready to talk about that song, Hey There, Delilah. Things are better with my wife, by the way. Anybody that's uh, checking in. All right. Take, take this off before I... You're making me do an actual show here. Different kind of show. That's for a podcast. We'll work on that later. All right, it is Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. I got the shades down in the studio today, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, uh, because I just feel like I want to be alone right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to block out the outside world. I don't really want to see anything. I don't want to deal with the world just yet. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that after this game. Bears lose to the Green Bay Packers 17-9. to Oh, man. A brutal game today. A lot, a lot going on. A lot to talk about. Got a lot of things I got to say. Um, Want to talk about a tweet that I sent out? That you know, the funny thing about Twitter is that you don't even have to tweet out your opinion. You could tweet out a thought about something, like about what a group of people are thinking, and then it just incites this, 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 this riot amongst the people. And and that's what happened on Twitter. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but as I mentioned, Robbie Triano is producing today and Robbie is going to be the gentleman that you speak to when you call in. Cause you know, I know it's been some weeks, uh, but you know, when we do the overnights, it is yours. It is yours to have. This does not belong to me. It does not belong to the bears. No, not today. It belongs to you and your opinions. And I really want to hear what you have to say because Jordan love looked good. Justin Fields looked like Justin Fields, 
the Bears as a whole look like a team that wasn't ready yet, right? And this happens a lot. It's almost like it was a repeat of week one where heading into week one, they there was this, like, they were feeling themselves. And then they go into week one, and then they get their ass whooped. And everybody was like, well, what's going on here? What's going on with the Bears? Ah, oh, this Eberflus needs to get fired. He wasn't prepared. He didn't have the men ready. And I think what we, we, we've learned here at week 18, it wasn't it, none of that. It's just that the Bears aren't as good as the Green Bay Packers. And that sucks, right? That sucks there. But that what we, you know, that's what we learned on Sunday. Uh, Bears just aren't, aren't there just yet. But, again, it looked like they just weren't prepared or weren't ready or weren't, I don't know, didn't take the Packers seriously enough. Coming to this game, you know, couldn't put together, you know, any offensive drives, at least not any that could put seven on the board, even after turnovers. But I want to hear what you have to say. A lot going on here. 312-644-6767. You can text in as well. Text lines are open. Steve already texted in. Gabe, Bears, awful. Lose. Did they try? Question mark. What? Is that AI? Is it an AI bot texting me right now? Text lines are open. Phone lines are open. I'm trying to hear from you because I really do want to have some good conversations about the Chicago Bears team. Some healthy ones. So the tweet that I sent out, and you can always, if you follow me, I always follow you back. Twitter, holla at me. Chicago underscore Gabe. All right. So I sent this tweet out, and I wasn't even drunk. I'm not even drinking right now. But it was like 4 in the morning. And I actually went to I went to the Horseshoe Casino with my brother. Sat at the poker table. If if you ever want to gamble, but you don't want like, and you got you know hundred, two hundred bucks or whatever, but you want to be somewhere for a long time, you know, because hundred, two hundred bucks at the like blackjack table could last you fifteen minutes. Poker table, you can sit there and just fold. You know what I'm saying? And they'll take your money, whatever. But at least you spent 50 bucks. If you didn't even lose 60, you're like, ah, but I was here for like an hour and a half. Anyway, my brother and I, uh, we ended up playing poker till 3 in the morning. Did did very well. And, you know, when I die, bear me. Text line's going crazy right now. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just look at, you know, let's just, I'm sad right now. I can tell. Yeah, I'm all over. You the got place. a lot of pain in your voice. I got pain. I got. I'm just. My coffee just kicked in. I'm feeling, you know, pretty hyped up. You know what it is. I need. I need consoling. My brother's a huge Justin Fields fan, so we had the opportunity to talk, have tons of conversations about Justin Fields. He. And I get it. Six three, two thirty. But Justin Fields on the season, you know, through 13 games playing, 2,600 yards, career high. It's not sexy. 11 for 16, 148. Eight rushes for 27 yards, sacked five times. I mean, it's just tough sledding for for the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, and, and people have to make some, some tough decisions. So, as I mentioned on my Twitter account, I, I, I sent the tweet out. It's 4 in the morning. My brother and I 
you know, we're getting home. And I said, I send out the, t- the tweet that says college experts. And then I have them saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational talent. And then I put Bears fans. And then they're saying, oh, we got to have Marvin Harrison Jr. Because he's a generational talent. Then I put college experts. Caleb Williams, generational talent. Bears fans. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and people just started going in. That's what I'm saying. You just got to put, it wasn't even an opinion. I didn't say, I didn't even say who I wanted to draft. I didn't say that I like Justin Fields or not. It was like a, just a baby shot at the fan base or just, you know, summarizing what they, everybody goes, went crazy. It's a good point though. Cause there's so many draft people who like people who go in the draft who we think is going to be great and is an absolute dud, but everyone's like Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the best. But when it comes to Caleb Williams, it's like, I don't know. Got to see more. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was that like, and I, and I get it. And I want to be very clear. Robbie and I were together this or this past week. Tom Fernelli. Yeah, Tom Fernelli. He's a good guy. Tom Fernelli. CBS Sports. It's what he does for a living. Draft analyst. Been doing it for 20-some years. He thinks Roma Dunze is better than Marvin Harrison Jr. He, not even that. Listen, and I don't even want you to hear that because then you might just roll your eyes at that. But Tom Fernelli, you know what he said about Roma Dunze? Jamar Chase. Like, Yeah. Okay, we didn't get Marvin Harrison Jr. My bad. But you know who we got? Jamar Chase. Anyway, I put up the tweet. People went crazy. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back. It's Gabe. It's 670 to score. Really excited to get to the phone lines, man. I got some calls lined up right here. And I really just want to have some good conversations about the Bears, healthy conversations about the Bears, the future of the Chicago Bears. Let's start with Mike and Lombard. Mike, you were at the game hey, today. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listen to you all the time. I hear it with Corey Wooten. I know you're not a Fields guy. I, I was off. I didn't say I'm a, I didn't say I'm not a Fields guy, Mike. Don't say that. See, people... I'll give you I'll give you that. That's wrong. You're one of the guys that you're open to uh, opinions. I get that. Uh, well, no, and I want to be very thing. clear. Hold on. Before the... you begin, Mike, no, no, no. Before you begin, because I do not, I not need the rest of the show people hearing that and not understanding my position. I have said a million times before. I want Justin Fields starting week one of 2024, all right? So in order to have that happen, that he needs to be on the team, right? I just want them to draft a quarterback as well, all right? That's all I'm saying. All right, Mike, tell me what you saw at the game okay. while you were there. All right, so we go to the game, 17-9. to 9. Now, you know the week before we put up 30-something points or whatever it was. It's almost as if they didn't want to win this game, and I'm talking to coaches. Um. Fields had 16 attempts. He had 150 yards. Jordan Love uh, played okay. Jordan Love had about 30-something uh, attempts. So if you give Fields the same that's normal in a football game, he's got 300 yards, and I'll bet you we win that game. But it was bizarre. It, I mean, it was run, run, run. It, it's almost like Getsky, Getsy because he – I don't know. It's almost like they did, he, he didn't want to win the game. I, I know it's bizarre to say that. And the defense. Uh, there Mike, were Mike, let's take a break. Let's take a break right there, Mike. Mike, let's take a break right there because I, I want to make sure I, we tackle that one first. Right? And because a lot of people are going to lean on that. And I, and I want to be very clear. The play calling did suck. Let's, let's just be very clear. We can all agree on that. But, here, oh but, God, here, but there's one that. stat we can point to when you're talking about, you know, the productivity of Jordan Love and the productivity of Justin Fields. 
and his third down efficiency. The Packers were seven, not the Packers, Jordan Love was seven for 10 on third down. You know what Justin Fields was? Three for 11. Three for 11. Yeah, but look, look, did you, did you hear what DJ Moore said when he came out today? There, was, there were plays. There were plays that, I mean, it was bizarre who was even out there. There was, if you want to talk, okay, that game, we were so disappointed because we were waiting for some deep bombs like last week's game. My son and I were sitting at that game. None to DJ Moore. None. The weather was perfect. No wind. No snow. I get it if it's regular Lambo in January. I'm like, where are deep passes? The deepest pass was the Cole Komet. DJ Moore had, had, a, had a couple of short catches and he ran. That's the play calling. So, so Jordan Love, you could see it. He goes back and he's going. The play call is so different. So I understand. And you put that on field. That's, that's, and we're watching it in front of us. We can't understand the play calling. And then you go last week and Getsy called a great play calling and Fields is going down and hitting dime after dime after dime in the snow. He, he, he's all over the NFL. Look at how, guy, how this guy, he's accurate, he's hitting this. He, he just doesn't turn bad. The play calling was opposite, which was, it's just bizarre. I don't even know the answer anymore. It's just bizarre. And then on the defense, what I was saying is, literally, there were third and threes, fours and fives. You knew they were going to throw it, and sweat was not in. There was no pass rush. And it's like, what is Eberflus doing? Why is sweat? Now, that's like, could you imagine if Pittsburgh's in a game like this and T.J. Watt's not in? Could you imagine if, uh, um, I don't know, when we had Akeem Hicks, he's not in? Um, you can go on and on and on. It, it, it makes no sense what the coaches are doing, and I don't know what the deal is, but they literally look today. I mean, look, Green Bay is not that great of a team. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're beatable. Carolina put 30 on them. So, I literally, look, I, they might blow this whole thing up. I don't know what they were doing today in Lambeau. But for these coaches, and, and I, when I called in, I'm back on Eberflus. I said, my God, you can't get rid of them now. Five, they're playing hard, this and that. I'm not an Eberflus guy. But after tonight, like, this guy just doesn't get it how big this game was. What was the purpose of going from the last two games, play call on both sides, and going to Lambeau and just doing this? Because I got to tell you, Fields – Whatever he's going to be in the future is. But I keep saying, you can't ride a bike one day and be this bad the next. <laughs> but that, you know what's interesting, Mike, is, you know, I think that's what one of the biggest complaints about Justin Fields is, and it's the inconsistency, that you can see some good games, but then it's followed up by, you know, performances like this. And was he, you know, accurate in his few throws that he had? Sure. Um, but, again, it's about, third, it's about efficiency. You can point to a handful of third downs, third and sixes, sevens, where Jordan Love looked comfortable back there, where I'm sure the Green Bay Packer fan base probably thought to themselves, oh, he's going to throw it and he's going to convert this. Where, you know, for the Bears, and this is something that I struggle with, third and seven for the Bears, I'm like, oh, my God, please, Papa Dios, can we please get a, can I please get a conversion here? Like I'm begging. Or I'm like on the edge of my seat because I don't know if it's going to be an interception, a sack, a fumble, a you know, you just don't know. And then, you know, just one more thing to Mike, to your point, and this goes to anybody else that's, you know, going to be calling in or that's on hold right now to talk about Justin Fields. It's, you know, you you can say that, okay, DJ Moore says we, you know, we got to call some plays. That doesn't mean that no plays were called down the field. Can you, can you think to the game and say to yourself, was there one 
or more times, instances, when you thought to yourself, when Justin dropped back and said, throw the ball at least once. That's what I'm saying. Those are the moments. Listen, he didn't throw any interceptions, and I'm okay with that, right? Obviously, that's a stat that's harped on, and he, he, you know, he wants that. But sometimes you got to take chances. Isn't that what we were talking about in the beginning of the season? Sometimes you just got to throw it up to DJ Moore. And if it ends up in a pick, then so what? You need to be aggressive. You want to know how to get 4,000 yards? You put the ball up in the air. You might get a pass interference. You might get something. But if, if you yourself, as a quarterback, don't want to throw the ball down the field because you're, you're concerned about an interception, that, you're in your own head there. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Uh, you are listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Uh, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. So I'm going to be taking you all the way till 5 a.m., taking your phone calls. Shout out to everybody that's on the line right now. Uh, and then Mully and Haw, you know, they're going to be doing their thing. Dustin Rose kicks everything off at 5 o'clock with the pregame show. Uh, and then they have Olin Krutz, DJ Moore, Brad Biggs at 7, 8, 9. Then at 11 and 12, Bernstein and Holmes have Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder. Then Parkinson Spiegel, Kurt Warner, Mark Grody, Jalen Johnson, 2.40, 4 o'clock, 5 p.m. Jalen Johnson. Got to be listening to that. Uh, all right, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. This guy's a regular man, Mike in Las Vegas. Money Mike, what up? How you doing, Gabe? I'm doing good. Talk to me, man. Hey, Gabe, first of all, I've been watching Rome Madunze since he was in high school out here at Bishop Gordon in Las Vegas. Gatorade Player of the Year in Nevada, man. Nice. This dude is a beast, man. He's a beast, man. And I think people are over – and I do agree with Tom Finelli. I think he'll be a better pro than Marvin Harrison Jr. But, you know, what's holding back Roman Dunze is his name is not Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> right, right. Because you, you want to know, know why – it's funny you say that because every single person who I've brought that up to, not that it's even been my argument. I've just been like, hey, there's this draft expert who I had on my show who told me Roman Dunze, whatever, whatever. And they're like – Marvin Harrison Jr.'s dad is in the Hall of Fame, don't you? And I'm like, is that your best? Is that the argument that we're using here? But go ahead, continue. Yeah, I mean, it's it's becoming to the point where I don't even think people really see Marvin Harrison Jr. play, but I think that's the sexy thing for all the people that hate uh, Caleb Williams just because he's he might replace Justin Fields. I haven't heard anybody say anything wrong about Caleb Williams besides he'll be a generational talent, except for the people that want Justin Fields to stay and don't want him to be traded. Because every time you bring up to them, like you said, you will say, you know, everybody else is a generational talent. But if you say, if you say uh, Caleb Webb, oh, how do you know he, he's going to be a bust? Oh, he's going to be a bust. <laughs> well, how do you know Marvin Harrison Jr. won't be a bust? I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, the, it's just the Justin Fields fans, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. And, and a receiver has never been drafted. What's the last time a receiver got drafted in the top of the first round. That was like 1996. Receivers don't go in the, in the, in the top part of the draft, man. Right, or else people and, would be trying to come get those guys at the top of the draft board if they were that, 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 that explosive. And I don't understand how C.J. Stroud play just don't sell it for Justin Fields. I mean, C.J. Stroud took a 3-13 Houston Texas Preach. team. They won the AFC. They won the AFC South. They're going to the playoffs. He's a rookie. Uh, Houston Texans is not as talented as 
as the Chicago Bears. Their off- Chicago Bears' offensive line is ranked better than the Houston Texans. Uh, Chicago Bears got better receivers and more at commit. The Houston Texans don't have any top ten NFL ranked receivers. Right. So I don't see I, I don't see what the whole thing about you don't have to take a step back if you actually draft a quarterback that actually belongs in the top of the first round. You know that, that that's the Bears' problem. They can't. Ever since I've been a Bears, they cannot evaluate talent. That's why they all. That's why they choose Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I would have loved over, to see over, over Mahomes. I would have loved to have seen what uh, how Poles had the the quarterbacks ranked this year, right? Because I wonder if he would have had yeah. C.J. Stroud ahead of Bryce Young, and then said to himself like, "Damn, could have had me a C.J. Stroud." And then you know what he thinks I, about this year coming in. You know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I just uh, thanks for the call, Mike. By the way, Money Mike out in Las Vegas calling in. Make sure you always call me because I like chatting with you, Mike. Uh, got some good takes right there. Romo Dunes said it's good inside information, right? Obviously, Mike's been watching him out there since he was in high school and seen what a problem he's been. Um, brings up a great point about C.J. Stroud and, and what he's done for the Texans. You know, and I want to be very clear. You know, everybody that's, on, that's calling in and wants to chime in on this Bears game, it's, it's like, hey, we all want the same thing. We want the Bears to be great, right? We all want the Bears to win the Super Bowl. We want the Bears to be in the playoffs. We want the Bears to be talked about like some of these teams that are competing at a high level year in and year out, making these, expecting to make the playoffs, not hoping to make the playoffs. When the Buffalo Bills were on the outside looking in, no one really thought they weren't going to make the playoffs. Did you hear that? They were literally on the outside. Games back, not a game, games back. Even just like four or five weeks ago. And no one was concerned. Why? Because those teams win. Those teams get it done. And just, we all just want the Bears to be there. And then, so, I, so just, it's a reminder that we all have our own opinions on what that path should look like. And fortunately, we do not have to make those decisions. All right, it's Gabriel Beer at 670 to score. Uh, taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Brian out in Chicago. Brian, talk to me, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Gabe? You know, I normally don't call, but I heard this guy, Mike from Lombard, and I got news to you. I was also at that game. Let's go, baby. And he's, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It was a crap show, but, you know, yeah, let's go. Um, but I listened to what he said, and I listened to your response. That's why I'm calling, because it's, it's just a stupid statement by your end. You said Fields didn't throw the football down the field. There were a lot of opportunities, or opportunities, you would put it. But he didn't throw the football because he's worried about getting an interception. So when you tell me, Gabe, why against the Atlanta Falcons he's throwing the ball down the field? And I was at the game. They didn't throw downfield. If you watch the route, they're not going downfield. We had one to commit. Guess what field did? He hit it. We had a couple to DJ Moore. Guess what? He hit it. Atlanta Falcons, he had more deep shots on the first first drive in the snow than he did in clear weather. No wind. I was at the game against, against Green Bay. Atlanta has statistically a better defense. But we're more aggressive. What does Fields do? Be more aggressive when Getsky allows him to play free? He's just in Fields from Ohio State. You give him time. You let him play free. And he's great. You're making stuff up. You're acting like, no, he's just scared one game, and the other game he's throwing downfield. It's not a true statement. You, you said, oh, he doesn't want to throw the interception. He never said that. He never said, I'm worried to throw the interception. I'm not going to throw it downfield. That's what your response was to Mike from Lombard. And I was at the game. It's just a made-up statement. They, there were many opportunities. He's not missing guys left and right. They're not going downfield. And matter of fact, he only threw the ball 16 times. Jordan Love threw the ball 32 times. 
He had 150 yards. Jordan Love had 280. Do the math. 16 times 2, 150. He would have had almost 300 passing yards. It's ridiculous. Another thing, too, is the offensive line. So They draw him back 16 times to get sacked five. I mean, it's like they didn't want to show up. All right, Brian, 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 hold on, hold on. I want you to, I want you to calm down a little bit. You know, I don't want your blood pressure to get too, too high. I'm calm. You I'm know, calm. I got you. I got you. You're eight. Again, like, like like I said before you got on the radio, you and I both want the same thing, and that is the Bears to win the Super Bowl, right? And we all have our paths to get there. I hope that's what you want. You know, we're all Bears fans. You ho- of course I – what do you mean you hope that's what I want? Of course that's what I want. I, I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be doing this talk, thing. You know? No, I like this. But let's – let's, let's, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I don't want you to get worked up again. But I like well, I want you on the right. show because I, like I like this interaction between you and I right now. Now, here's the thing. So I want to first ask you this, all right, Brian, because – you know, you're saying Justin Fields didn't throw the ball. They didn't dial it up. So, for you, in your mind, Justin Fields, top 10 quarterback, Lou Getze, worst offensive coordinator in the league. That's what I'm hearing. Is that right? I don't know if Fields will be consistent at top 10 quarterback. What I do know is when he gets opportunities, he looks like a top 10 quarterback. And what I do know is Lou Getze, yeah, 100%. He's at least bottom three coordinator. <laughs> and you and I, if you watch the games, you know that, too. Without question. I mean, come on. Everyone agrees on that. Except for Tony Romo, that is. Do we have that clip? Oh, my gosh. What, listen, this part, you were at the game, uh, Brian, so you didn't get a chance to hear this. I couldn't believe Tony Romo in the way that he ta- talked about um, Luke Getzey and this Bears offense. Take a listen to this, Brian. Well, the biggest thing is I saw him shift as the season went on. you got to give credit. Offensive coordinator Luke Getzky and Matt Eberflus, the head coach, of getting him to play the game sound. And I mean fundamentally sound. He, he was just holding on to the ball too long, too many negative plays. They're not taking sacks now. He's checking the ball down, and he's using his legs on those creative plays. Yeah, he, he said this other thing, Brian, where he ended up praising Luke Getze in the first drive uh-huh. of, of the game where he was like, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, Luke Getze's done a phenomenal <laughs> job with this offense in the Chicago. And I was like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about, my friend? Um, yeah, but, yeah I, I will say to that with about Tony yeah, Romo. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm responding to that. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. He has his opinion just because he's Tony Romo doesn't mean you know exactly knows what he's talking about. First, first wait, off, wait, what if it was Lamar Jackson saying, wait, wait, if it was Lamar Jackson saying this, I have more credibility. He never played like Fields, Fields played a different quarterback, different, different perspective. But Tony Romo, you bring up one guy bringing praise in Lukaski, I could bring you 12 guys demolishing Lukaski. <laughs> I could bring Remember you 100 Alex guys. <laughs> wait, have you heard of Alex Smith? He came out yesterday. He's a quarterback. He said Fields is in a different category. He's special. He doesn't say that about Jordan Love. You know why? It's the eye test. This guy can run like Michael Vick, and he's very accurate downfield when you give him time, and it's good rhythm and timing. You roll him out one-fourth of plays, right, and you do outside zone reads and play action, he's great. Name me one game where we roll out fields and do play action, and he's bad. Name me one. One game where we use his legs and he looks bad. Yeah, Brian, you're bringing up, you're bringing up some great points. I mean, you know, I mean, I, it is – Justin Fields for sure operates better when the field is cut off and his options are limited and he can just read, you know, that. And I will say this, Brian, very obviously, clearly you have a good grasp of the game, not only from a fan standpoint, um, but what you're seeing out there. So call me back, man. Hopefully we can celebrate a Bears Super Bowl or at least a playoff berth at some point, Brian, and then we can maybe meet up for a beer because I don't I know about high blood pressure. I got it, too. Trust me, these Bears do it to me in real life. I have high blood pressure. so, yeah, don't trip. That was a great call. All right, uh, we are going to take a break, but I want to take more of them. That's what this is. We get an opportunity to talk about this Bears team, right? 
the direction that they're headed in. Who's going to be the quarterback for the Bears? What what is the t- this we do know the Bears will be better next season. Not every year you can bank on that for a squad. The Bears though, that you most certainly can. I do want to say one other thing about Justin Fields, and hopefully this gets the, my Justin Fields lovers going. Justin Fields had Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. And this is for the people that make the argument that you just got to get the weapons and the talent around Justin Fields, right? Three friggin' studs in the NFL. Those were his wide receivers in college, okay? With an awesome offensive line at a great program in Ohio State, you know, speeding up on people. All the things that you want Justin Fields to have. And when he did have all of that, you know what ended up happening? He ended up being the fourth quarterback taken in a draft. Just want you to think about that. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez. I'm taking your phone calls. I want to hear from you. What do you think about these Bears? Your calls, my thoughts next at 670. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Four. Offensive coordinator Luke Getzky and Matt Eberflus, the head coach. I am really impressed watching the tape this week by Luke Getzky, the offensive coordinator. Second year calling plays, and boy, he's outstanding coming from that Shanahan Kubiak tree. And by the way, it's Getzky, Jim. Luke Getzky. <laughs> it's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That is going to – I promise you that will get played. First of all, I can't even imagine what Tanny's going to do with that, with Parkinson's Spiegel. But everyone should be playing that damn clip like 20 times. One, just because he says that Getsy's been amazing coming from the Shannon tree. Like, I know my mouth dropped. I was like, or not dropped. I just made that face. You know that face, the one that's like, what the are you talking about? Yeah, he doesn't listen to 670 the score. (laughs) Definitely. It literally made me think in that moment. I was like, wow, these guys do no research before coming into these games. Like, Tony Romo floated on this one. Like, not even a Twitter search. Like, you could search wow. Twitter for two minutes. Like, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. Yeah. He, I've been know. watching some tape. Impressive. <laughs> what part of it? What part? What part, were you, what part were you watching? Was it the beginning of the season when it was 27 screens? No, not that word. All right. Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez. It is. I am Gabe Ramirez. Uh, and you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank at It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over for me at 5 a.m. Yeah, 
So when you're actually sleeping still, I'll still be here taking phone calls, just so you're clear. Uh, but then some great guests. DJ Moore, he's going to be on the show, 8 a.m. Olin Krutz, 7 a.m. Uh, with Mully and Haw, and then Brad Biggs as well at 9. Anthony Heron, my partner on Fox 32. Uh, we do our show Bears Unleashed together. He'll be on at 11 a.m. Dan Reeder will be on at 12, and those two guests will be on with Bernstein and Holmes. Then Kurt Warner going to jump on with Parkinson Spiegel at 2.40. Mark Grody at 4. And then Jalen Johnson, that is the, that's the guy you want to listen to. 5 p.m. will be on with them as well. All right, let's go, uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Uh, let's go to Keith out in Monroe. Keith, what's up, man? Good night or good morning, whatever. Good morning, Gabe. It's actually uh, Martin Grove, but it's all good. It's all good. I got you. Robbie, so, yeah. so, so, so Keith, Keith, Keith. So Robbie yeah. Triano is not from here, our producer today. And I told Robbie, you know, I've worked in this business quite for quite some time. We have producers, you know, that are not from here. So it's always interesting to hear them either write down or misspelled towns in Chicago. And so, you know, for him to write Monroe. Yeah, Monroe, Michigan. Monroe, yeah, my bad. Michigan instead of Morton Grove. That's great. All right, Keith, talk to you about, uh, I know you have a game plan for this Bears uh, team. What does it look like for you? Yeah, so I know it probably would never happen, but I, I just want to say I love your passion, man. I love the Bulls talk, too. Oh, uh, we'll dollar in the bucket. Dollar in the bucket, Keith. <laughs> Talking about the Bulls. All right, go ahead. All right, so here's what the, the Bears need to do. They need to move down to, like, three, get either Harrison or Odunze. Whoever is, like, a better jump ball catcher, I, I would say, go with them. And then at 9 or 10, get McCarthy, keep Fields, Get a new offensive coordinator. Gets he has got to go. We need somebody who's not predictable but creative. Uh, use Fields and McCarthy like as like an RPO slash like pass uh, motion. You wouldn't know what's coming next. You know you got more Harrison or Aaron Dunze on the other side. I mean we would be probably unstoppable. And then also maybe even get Russell Wilson on a discount to mentor both. I mean, I, I love that. Right on what to do? Put put it in. I I I actually I didn't I, I actually really then, like the Russell Wilson thing. Even and and I don't even like Russell off, Wilson. Let's be know? very clear. Let's be very clear, Keith from Morton Grove. I don't even like Russell Wilson like that. But to think like, yeah, the Bears were trying to get him. He's already made money. Maybe he'd want to slide in and know like you know Justin Fields might get hurt or something. Ooh, that's that's dirty. You know, and then maybe. Maybe Harbaugh might come, you know, too, you know, if McCarthy's coming. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, we just need an offensive coordinator that can, you know, use all these guys, you know, because we're going to have a lot of talent coming. So the Bears. If we can maybe get a draft like a center and then like a D-line record. Yeah, I know you started this whole thing off, Keith, by saying, you know, you weren't sure. This seemed off our fetch, but, I mean, not not really. Everything you're saying seems pretty, you know, spot on. You know, they will get a receiver. They will get probably a quarterback. They will probably have a new offensive coordinator. Um, might not get a new coach. But let me ask you this. So Bears currently have the number nine pick in the draft. So for you at number nine, you you think McCarthy is valuable enough to pick him up at nine? He's a sleeper, man. Williams, he's overrated. He's, you know, like he's too small. He's got an NFL-ready body. You know, Harbaugh is a good judge of talent. And uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, you know, Brady went to Michigan. He could be our next quarterback for years to come, you know? That'd He's be, a Chicago kid. That'll be great. 
That'll be great. Thanks for the call, Keith. Great stuff right there. Jim Harbaugh did say that J.J. McCarthy was the best quarterback Michigan's ever had. But he's supposed to say that. It's like DJ Moore saying that Justin Fields, you know, should be his quarterback. Like these are things you're supposed to say. What is he? What? What, what is? What is he supposed to say? Is JJ McCarthy, Coach Harbaugh, is JJ McCarthy the best quarterback we've ever had at Michigan? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, there's not a lot to pick from from maybe, his era, right? But I'm just saying, like, what is he supposed to be like? Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's up there. <laughs> like, what is he supposed to say? I get it. Um, I love the trade down. I'm here for the trade down. Just because I want to be, I want more assets in the future. I love that. It's great to me. Um, I got to be honest, don't like J.J. McCarthy at number nine. Not a fan of that. Seen J.J. McCarthy play for the last two years, watched him, and I just, he, he, I, he, I, no. Third round, fourth, fifth round, maybe? Fifth, fourth, fourth round, maybe? For me? Not, not first round at number nine. Uh, but I like it though. This is what we're doing, right? Talking about the future of the Bears. What are what are your plans for them? Let's go to Gary out in Mississippi. Gary, talk to me, man. Good to talk to you again. Oh yeah, likewise. You know what I'm thinking here is um Hold on, no, no, Gary, no, you know, no. You do not call here and talk about anything other than Justin Fields, Gary. Well, I am thinking of Justin Field now. I want you to start, but I want you to start. You've been calling me all but season Justin long, Gary, Field, and I need you to Justin start Field with Justin Field. Is my guy, right? Justin Field is my guy. I would love to see him, you know, follow through, you know, and uh, and 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 have some protection. What was wrong with Tevin Jenkins today? Is he um, a little wounded or something? Because I, he's I coming back from injury, of, huh? Coming back from injury. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I've just I've just seen him, man. Let someone just clobber Justin uh, today. Uh, I think I think the Bears is on the right track. To be totally honest with you, but um, you think Jordan? You, you, but with, and you but you you still think that uh, you know you, Justin Fields? Like you're a hundred percent confident in Justin Fields still? Well, yeah, because I have seen, you know. Uh, Justin Fields really shine out there. You're right. Uh, today, I mean, I mean, Love had a had an awful lot of time just sitting there and there, and and, and just picked the Bears apart. You know, he wasn't nearly as um, uh, uh, pass rushed as Justin Fields was. So I do see that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't see how we're gonna. How are we going to stop Love and Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, he he feasted today. Off the, uh, I mean, the, I think we have a good run stop. You know, they're one of the top in the league, but something was totally off with them today, man. Yeah, I would agree, Gary. Something definitely was was, and when people people were already on top of that narrative right early like hey is there going to be enough effort from the Chicago Bears you know kind of understanding with you know where they're at and you know the fact that they're not making the playoffs and and such and everybody was like nah we're coming into play that's what everybody thought from somebody from the 312 just texted it right now where's the pride the current players and coaches just don't get it about this rivalry this is unacceptable I mean and it's true I mean but hopefully not, I mean 
Could you imagine next year, Justin Fields 0-6 against the Packers in his career and then has to come in next year? First game, Bears are better than they were in 2023. They've added a ton of talent. And they come out there and they still lose. Like now it's a, now it's a mental thing. Now they just can't get over it themselves. Appreciate the call, Gary. Trying to talk to me about something else other than Justin Fields. Guys, rips rips into me every single weekend. You know I love you, Gary. Rips into me every single week. Gabe, you're wrong. You call this week. The first thing out your mouth isn't Justin Fields. I do feel bad, man. We should get this clip. Robbie, I posted this clip up on my IG account where um, it was like my assessment of Justin Fields. The question asked on Bears Unleashed on Fox 32 was, was Justin Fields going to make it, you know, can, can his performance on Sunday make it difficult for Ryan Poles with the number one pick? And I said, basically I said, you know, it, it's not a difficult decision for Ryan Poles yet because he hasn't met with Caleb Williams Drake May or Jaden Daniels or any of those guys yet. It's not a tough decision because he's not there yet. He has to wait till he meets these people. But then in the same breath, I was praising Justin for what he's done this year. The growth. He certainly looks like a, a much better quarterback than he did when he first got in the league. One that can handle an NFL offense. So that's, the, you know, that's, that's to me, that's important. All right, let's take some more phone calls. 312-644-6767. Let's go to John out in Dallas. John with the boots. Hey, Gabe, man. Listen, I like you, Gabe. I always have, but I got something against you tonight, Gabe. Every night, gotta, John John with the boots. Every night. Yeah, you got <laughs> to lay off Justin, man. Leave Justin alone, man. Listen, three games. I'm going to got three points, and I'm going to shut up. We be we should be in the playoffs. We should be ten and seven and not seven and ten. Give us the three games the coach lost in the fourth quarter. We should be in the playoffs. Point blank. We was in the red zone about six times. One pass in the end zone. Listen, man. I take. I'm gonna tell you right. My last point. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. They gonna fire the coach and the offensive coordinator. We gonna move down to three. Watch what I say come to pass. We're going to move down to three. We might move down to four. Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback. The Bears ain't going to draft the quarterback to the second round. Whichever one dropped down there, we're going to draft one, but it's going to be in the second round. Poles is going to uh, accumulate more picks, and we'll eventually get – we'll see what happened with the quarterback we pick in the second round. But Justin Fields – there's nothing wrong with Justin Fields, man. I'm tired of all these guys talking about something wrong with Justin Fields. But when you go back and look at his record, all the losses we claiming that's his, we we lost on purpose last year. So how are we going to claim Justin Fields lost? Look at all the points we scored last year in those five and six and seven games, and we lost. We lost on purpose. We lost on purpose today. Did they pay off Getsy? <laughs> uh, hang up. John with the boots in Dallas. Always appreciate the phone call. Uh, and I do want to be able to, you know, Response to that. First, they should have a name for it. We got to come up with a name. Text. My, I know my texts are probably, no, not probably, way more um, clever than I am. I'm trying to think, you know, how, you know how at the end of a season, whether it's the Bears this year or any team for that matter that misses the playoffs and they can point to four or five games that they should have won? 
And it's like this. We got to come up with a name. Not, not the not the sorry shit of. It's got to be something more clever, Robbie. It's, like you know what I'm talking about, though, right? It happens in every like. Let's say the Cubs missed the playoffs by two games, and you're, and you're like, oh, if we would have just won that game, and our brother just told me every weekend, oh, if Saya didn't drop the ball, <laughs> it's like, dude. But there should be there should be a name for that first of all. But almost every team that isn't in the playoffs can say something along those lines. But you know what? John with the boots in Dallas, that's what happens to bad teams. And it's what I told my brother. I said, yeah, that's what happens to teams that aren't as good as the ones that are getting into the playoffs. They lose games like that. Do you agree with him, though, that coaching did lose some games? Or you didn't have the best chance to win because of coaching? I think they work hand in hand. I think that... Again, we can all agree that the the play calling is terrible. Not that it's bad. It's terrible. Could you imagine if the Bears didn't get that fourth and one with that little Justin Fields in the shotgun, then go under center and get the touch push? Why? Because it literally happened to the Bears in week one. Cole Komet with, you know, trying to get in on third and one, and then Justin Fields with the touch push not getting it. Like, for that to happen again... And there's just certain things that they just don't agree with. So, yeah, play calling bad for sure. But I don't, I don't think that one is independent of the other. I think there are some crossover. If we had a Sven diagram, there'd be a, a very large portion that would have the two circles merged between. Um, you said move down to number three or four. Okay, I'm here for that. Love the picks. And they used to take a quarterback in the second round. Bears currently don't have a second-round pick, but I'm assuming you meant, like, in the trade down to three or four to grab somebody there. So this is the coolest thing. There's so many possibilities. And and we all get to watch for the next, Jesus, four months to do that. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Plumbers 911 football Monday. Let's go to Steve out in Kansas City. Steve, do you uh, do you trust the front office of the Chicago Bears to get this thing right in the offseason? Well, I think this is going to be a big litmus test for both Poles and Warren. And here's why. You know, Poles running back with uh, Evil Flues next season puts him at a higher rate of being fired next year if things doesn't change and if we're having similar discussion again a year from now. Um, I don't care if Poles and Eberflus share the same agent. That just puts Poles in a very, very bad position. And given that he's a, a young African-American executive uh, and a general manager rarely gets hired the first, you know, the second time when he gets fired, this is his only shot at getting the quarterback and the head coach right on the same timeline. So now that he's also working for Kevin Warren, you know, Warren can – literally throw both men under the bus next season, knowing that uh, he had, he didn't hire neither one of them, you know, and Warren is obviously also on the clock as well. Now, after witnessing such a putrid performance that makes this last game of the season, probably just as, you know, watching made me angry as watching the uh, season opener, because it was just a, basically a carbon copy of what we witnessed uh, in the season opener, you know, nobody should be fooled by the uh, the 17 and 9 score. The the Packers thoroughly dominated the Bears on both offense and defense. And if Warren wants to somehow compare Eberflus to 
God forbid, Big Vermeil, a Hall of Fame head coach who won a Super Bowl, uh, you know, who has coached, you know, before. I just don't think Eberflus is going to change his uh, conservative approach, and that was uh, on full display today. You know, asking him to change, you know, with uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May is not going to happen. You know, it's like asking the Kardashians to stop producing reality <laughs> show because they will never change how they got to where they are, you know? It's, it's, it's utterly ridiculous, and I hope we're going to find out in the next uh, few uh, uh, 48 to 72 hours just how committed this organization is, you know, with Warren and Poles, because if we run it back again for the sake of continuity, then what was the point of hiring Kevin Warren? You know, that's that's all I have to say, Gabe. Thank you. Stephen, uh, first of all, man, very well spoken and I love very articulate in explaining your points. And I look forward to responding to them. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. So, I mean, first, you bring up a great point. And you say that, you know. If he runs it back with Iberflus, and if he runs it back, think about this. If he runs it back, shout out to Steven. This is such a great one. I'm going to be using this for the next three months. If Ryan Poles runs it back with Iberflus and Fields, isn't there a higher likelihood that he gets fired next year if it doesn't work out? As opposed to drafting a quarterback early. And then saying, then throwing both of them under the bus next year. And Paul flips it and he's like, hey, listen, let's, no, 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 not, it, it ain't me. I promise it's that guy over there. Let's get rid of Flus and Fields and let's ride with my guy and I could buy a couple more years out of this process. But if, 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 he, if they, the Bears run it back, like Steven was mentioning, the Bears run it back and don't take a quarterback in the top 10, and they're four and five through nine games. And those five games are brutal because Justin Fields is sucking and, and, and Poles made the wrong decision. He's out of there. All of them are getting fired. And so I guess I say that to say, wouldn't you want to mitigate a little bit of that risk by doing the right thing and taking a quarterback and having your exit strategy? If you were the GM of the Chicago Bears, would you bank it on Eberflus and Justin Fields getting it right in one one, one more year? Oh, Like, one's a much safer gamble to him. Because if he drafts a QB, people are going to give him time. Yeah. Like, all right, we got to give him. Got to give him the right coach. Exactly. Now I, get, now I get to go get my coach. But if he plants his flag on them and they yeah. fail, it's like, get out. So I, I agree with you. Like, and that's er actually a really good take. And everyone, well, we agree with Steven. Steven's the man. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> we agree with Steven. I don't want to steal this thought. But it's a great one. I mean, it took me somewhere, and I love it. Um, he did bring up some other points, too. There was a moment in the game today, second quarter, maybe like eight minutes left, and I'm watching this thing. I think the Packers are maybe on the Bears' 40, 35-yard line. And I'm like, damn, the Packers are crushing us right now. And the Bears were winning. The Bears were winning 3 nothing. That's how dominant of a performance it was that even when the Bears were up for the very, very short period that they were, I even thought that. And then he, Stephen brought up one last thing before I take another call. He mentioned that uh, he's not sure that Getsy would uh, change his strategy. They might be too stubborn if he had another quarterback. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I wonder, I, I would like to think that Getsy would want someone that 
fit his style better so he can call the actual game plan that he wants to call. Because I don't think he wants to call this. I think he does it because he thinks Justin Fields is a limited quarterback. That's why I think he does that. All right, let's take some more. Oh, I got to take a break, right? I got you. All right, uh, I I do want to take, actually, but not I do want to take, we're only taking phone calls. <laughs> uh, so if you're on hold, I'm going to get to you right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Ryan, George, I see you. I'm going to take you right after this, all right? Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score, taking your phone calls. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday, 312-644-6767. Your thoughts next on 670 to score. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, that decision is not in my hands. Um, you know, all I can control is, you know, what I did do. And um, I gave it my all. So um, whether it's here or not, you know, uh, I have no regrets. Um, shout out to, you know, you guys for, you know, making my job a little bit harder. But, um yeah, uh, just to the city of Chicago, love y'all. Appreciate the fans and the support from all the Bears, you know, in case this is my last rodeo with y'all, and just appreciate y'all for everything. So. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel that is how I This is literally how people are going to be feeling if Justin Fields gets traded. Like, mugs are really going to be crying. They didn't build around him. <laughs> He's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my generation. He's the most physically gifted quarterback I've ever seen. No, I just play. It's not going to be delightful. I still want him on the team. Week one, 2024, Justin Fields, QB1 for the Chicago Bears. Just so we're very clear what I want for the Bears. And and, and it's a, it's a, is it an odd take? Yeah, you want to know why? Because I'm not a GM. And so I'm not coming up with like the, some like, people are like, oh, you can't do that. You can't bring in another quarterback and have Justin Fields. It'll ruin his confidence. What? I talked to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. I talked to Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL vet. Clay, We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.